the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Mesdames et messieurs, voulez-vous l'air pour l'hymne national des Philippines? Et des Bermudes! Ladies and gentlemen, Please stand for the national anthem of the Philippines and Bermuda. I'm so excited! <laughs> that is a yell that started at 11 p.m. last night. Oh my god! Oh. One of the best days of my past week. <laughs> it is a memory that will live with me forever. Asterisk. <laughs> I can't remember what happened two the, days ago. It is in the top 82 days of my life. <laughs> it's, it's definitely in my top 10 last 12 days. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Medallica, colon, Minnows versus the World, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. We are on day four, which four. means we are covering day three stuff. <laughs> and That's and, not confusing. And the morning of day four. Yes, we are indeed. And wow. It is just, I reckon this is the biggest 24 hours in Minnow Olympic history. Oh, absolutely. We we probably see maybe a handful, less than a handful, every Olympics of the, the breaking of the ducks for, for Minnow Nations, but for them to happen in such quick succession oh, is amazing. It's it's unbelievable. You'd barely it's unheard of. You'd barely had time to draw breath after the incredible effort to come out of the Philippines. Absolutely. Hidal and Diaz, fifty five kilo weightlifting, set an Olympic record. 127 kegs to deny the red peril. Oh, the best. Because if there's one thing, a single thing better than a Minnow Nation breaking the duck and bringing home pure gold, it's in the process snatching gold from a major nation. Absolutely. It's the best. And it could not have happened to a worse country in China. (laughs) Absolutely. Out of the clutches of communism. Yeah. (laughs) The gold goes into the... Clutches of a despot. Yeah. (laughs) You can only imagine what the absolute psycho that runs the Philippines is doing tonight. Duterte would have gone 21 AK-47 salute. (laughs) He would have just been shooting into the sky. That dude is fucking bonkers. Oh, it's the best. And having been to the Philippines on a Bucks before, I can tell you right now, it's lawless at the best of times. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when they're actually celebrating, fucking lock your doors. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> Smear the blood of your firstborn on your door. <laughs> That's Make it. sure they don't come to your house. <laughs> but celebrate long into the night, the people of the Philippines, because you have a new stamp and a new national holiday. Yes. <laughs> Thy name is Diaz. <laughs> 
love that. And then, of course, we woke up to the news of Flora Duffy from the tiny island nation of Bermuda. Oh. Who's come through with fucking triathlon gold? That's a that's a big one. Like it's huge. I'm not trying to underplay uh, the efforts of the Philippines at all, but weightlifting is a smaller candidate sport than the pure insanity that is the triathlon. Oh, absolutely. And look, we're not one for comparing minnow nations to each other, but let me just for one second compare both <laughs> of them. And <laughs> the the Philippines has a giant population. Oh yeah, huge. They are one of the, I think they are uh, percentage-wise the most catholic nation on earth. So Jurex <laughs> <laughs> doing really bad there. <laughs> and so <laughs> no one's taking condoms home from these Olympics. Absolutely not. They walked into the village and they're like condoms they're like no way. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, can I make those into a fashionable macaroni necklace? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> give me 12. Is this the bunting that I was told about? <laughs> and so they have just tens of millions of people over in uh, in, in the Philippines. Bermuda has a population of 64,000. Oh, yeah. and you They know, have two athletes at these games and one of them has won gold. That is mental. And a little known fact, uh, Bermuda actually would have won triathlon gold or swimming gold many years before, but everyone that's ever gone for an open water swim in Bermuda has never come back. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the first time that Flora Duffy had ever been in open water. Yeah, <laughs> she is one from one. <laughs> she was just She's wondering why she. Maybe that's how she won. She fucking fell into a portal halfway <laughs> through. No, she was trying to outrun death, Rig. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived until you've had to outrun the long fingers of death, like a spectre that looms among <laughs> us, hovering above us. Speaking of which, spectre drone services. If there's one thing that you can't film, it's your own demise after you're dead. But a drone can long after you're past. <laughs> spectre drone services. Get amongst it. <laughs> and so... The the head of Spectre Drone Services, Stephen Wallace, got in touch with us yesterday. Oh, God. And he comes at us with this message. Hey, guys, good job with the advertising. Definitely not suing anytime soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I did send Medallica to everyone in my friends list. If you're listening to this right now, do what Steve does. <laughs> send it to everyone in your friends list. Also, I said, please, for the love of God, tell us and the listeners what the fuck LIDAR is. is. LiDAR is just a fancy word for 3D mapping. Don't know why you wouldn't have just led with that. <laughs> it can see its centimetre accuracy and map landscapes, buildings, roads, etc. in 3D. It can also find all the dead bodies people have hidden. Not saying that's what I will be using it for. <laughs> then it's followed by 11 ellipses. Spectre drone services. We're not looking for those dead bodies. Dot, 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 dot. How much does that feed into Spectre Drone Services? We see dead people. Yeah. We see dead people. You pay us. That's the best. But yes, Bermuda, oh, enormous. And and the per capita medals. Oh, crazy. Unbelievable. They have only won one Olympic medal before this, which was a bronze medal in 72 or 76. Yep. It has been a Big, big drought for the island nation. Absolutely. And the the thing is about some of these minnow medals, uh, especially when they break the golden duck, is that that will stand for a long time. 
Oh, like, yeah. That, like, no one is winning gold from that nation anytime soon. <laughs> it's like Bermuda has basically dusted their hands and gone, well, we've done it. <laughs> like it was a fucking, <laughs> like it was a to-do list. Yeah. And you just gave it a tick. <laughs> it's Don't so have to try so anymore. No, not, not at all. And so as you would with... Uh, as a year 12 teacher, I feel it's the same attitude that we're taking to this, which is we're so proud of you. You're so impressive. Now get the fuck out of here and I never want to remember you ever again. Absolutely, because as of now, both of those nations have been deleted from the Minnow medal tally. <laughs> they have. They are dead to us. Absolutely. <laughs> Once again, cannot say congratulations more enough to Hitler Diaz and Flora Duffy, but Fuck that right <laughs> off. You're not going to be on this show anymore. That's Once again, it. congratulations. <laughs> it's such a pendulum of emotion. <laughs> you go from the highest high to the most scathing kick in the dick. <laughs> straight, straight away. But yes, it is the most incredible thing to happen in underdog history in a very long time. Absolutely. I loved every minute of that one hour, 55, 36 second race, <laughs> which I did not watch. I probably saw, I, I watched that last run where she was by herself heading towards the ribbon. Oh, I take this very seriously. <laughs> I, I did watch the weightlifting and I watched the last lift <laughs> because Channel 7 fucking sucks yeah it's like we've changed our tune massively i uh, was speaking to my housemate about this last night he lived in london for a few years and so he's got a lot of mates over there in england but also because they can't stay away from our shores obviously a lot of poms live here and they cannot for the life of them track any british athletes with <laughs> channel 7's coverage unless they of course are coming up against an australian <laughs> totally yeah so watching it last night and just seeing the insanity that was uh hillian diaz Having to break the Olympic record, yes. Having to break her own personal best in the in the process as well. But then it dawned on me the incredible nature of what had just happened because as soon as she won gold, obviously that is not a gallium, yeah, for the Philippines. They are deleted, yes. from the minnow medals permanently, which like a phoenix from the ashes. Up comes into gallium position the great nation of Turkmenistan. Yes, who <laughs> were <laughs> clutching a valuable steel, <laughs> but also <laughs> you don't end up being on Turkmenbashi radio, just <laughs> called Turkmenbashi. The greatest program on Turkmenbashi <laughs> is Turkmenbashi. You'll catch it only here. Turkmenbashi every Turkmenbashi, <laughs> unless you t bring home gallium, and it does bring me to Turkmenistan. And one of the facts that we haven't mentioned thus far, but that bodes very well for them as an Olympic nation, they've never hosted an Olympics. Weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> However, Turkmenistan has an Olympic stadium. What? Dead set. But does that is that anything like you and I have Olympic jackets? <laughs> it is so is it like same. that? <laughs> no, it's called the it's called the uh Achman Bat. Olympic Stadium. It is literally built and has been spoken to the public of Turkmenistan as the future home of the Olympics. <laughs> so not only is this a, a nation that, according to their internal records, have won one and a half million Olympic medals, <laughs> <laughs> but they've also at some point 
uh, acknowledge that the future of the Olympics lives directly under their noses, <laughs> right next to the mechanical golden book. <laughs> that and all... the, sta- the 19 foot high statue of a dog. <laughs> it's a great dog. <laughs> it's You haven't lived till you've seen a dog reading a book. Yeah, absolutely. And don't worry if you get cold near the stadium. We've got this giant burning gas crater. <laughs> Put your hands over it like a campfire. Oh, my God. You'd think that they would be heaps better at equestrian, though. (laughs) Wouldn't you (laughs) just? The land of the horse. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Bizarre. Nothing like Turkmen Bashi. But at the same time, yes, we bid farewell to Bermuda and to the Philippines. Thank you for being a part of everything to do with uh, the Minnow medals, but also go fuck yourself. Which brings us up to the Minnow medal tally. And there was be- there's been a mighty shake-up after the third day of action at the Tokyo 2020 Plus One Olympics. The fine nation of Moldova... Oh, look at them striving to the hits peak. ...hits the front. They say what a lot of our listeners say, which is, Bhutan who? <laughs> <laughs> so Moldova now on top. Kuwait, after strong showings in, in all of the shooting events, storms into second. Yeah, it's a, it's really good to see the uh, the movement at the top and the the, the stability that's really coming out of uh, the great nations of Moldova and Kuwait. And we have some new entrants, obviously, which is Paraguay. Fresh off their gold medal winning shit uniform. <laughs> hey, uh, t- the people have spoken. <laughs> Paraguay, miles ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Gallium to go with their gold. Barbados, mm-hmm. the Solomon Islands. Huge by them. Yeah, enormous. Guatemala. Yes. Sri Lanka. Yep. The US Virgin Islands. Love that. You love so- anything with islands in it? Yeah. Fuck, it just gets me going. A- especially Virgin Islands. It- it's been a big, big 24 hours for islands everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> the, absolutely. The, the islands that are defying climate change and refusing to sink into the water like the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Winning minnow medals by the bucket load. Oh, I just, it's, I really, I'm going to celebrate if Tuvalu gets on there. <laughs> oh, oh, go, son. Dead set. Get it while it's still around. <laughs> That's it. It's the director's cut of the minnows, minnow medals. Oh. You got you got to get it while it's hot. So we we do have a couple of monster days coming up. We do. And as soon as the athletics starts, then the minnow medals start flowing right through the door because and I want to talk to you quickly about the swimming. I mentioned this off air briefly but uh, have saved the full conversation for uh, as always on the mic. Mm. There are incredible things that happen in swimming heats that I have dubbed the minnow heats. Love that. Because effectively the Olympics will go through and everyone has to submit their uh, their opening times and their, their PBs. And then they will just basically rank everybody and then put you, instead of it being a thing where it's like the fastest with the slowest from yeah. a seating perspective, they'll just go in groups of eight and just bang all of the same times together. Sure. The reason for that is that effectively people can pace off each other and they don't get washed out by like uh, someone being ahead of them and kicking and sure, something. Sure, sure. I don't know. I was never a good swimmer and <laughs> I can assume <laughs> that all of these things don't affect someone when they're moving like a toy soldier through maple syrup. Look, don't, don't go full Ian Thorpe on me and talk about two beat kicks and <laughs> drag. 
Right, we're not talking about the drag king Ian Thorpe here. We're t- just give it, give it to me straight, Doc. Just an outboard straight up the anus. <laughs> he is powering forward at a rate of knots, sitting up out of the water. It's like, yeah, they'll be dis- he'll be disappointed with a wake coming from fucking lane three. I'm like, what? Yeah. So basically. It, it results in incredible heats yeah. that are hard-fought, minnow action, fighting for gallium right in front of your very eyes, where you have American Samoa up against Barbados, yes. <laughs> Tonga, and <laughs> Haiti just <laughs> flogging it out across four lanes. But at least it's quite competitive, right? It is super competitive. And it's almost like that that primary school thing where at the school swimming carnival everybody has to swim because yeah. everyone get, has to get a participation ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have just these absolutely pedestrian heats at the very, <laughs> very bottom. I've never been more enthralled <laughs> than, than watching four people that might drown <laughs> battle it out for gallium. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, because they, they've started graphing how fast the swimmers are going. It's like yeah, 1.7 metres a second, yeah, etc. Yeah, and that, I'm like, yeah. that probably cost $4 million to <laughs> produce. <laughs> you could have built so many houses. <laughs> Not in Sydney, that's a doorknob. <laughs> but, but yeah, watching these guys who and, and girls who have literally just gone fantastic. I am the pride of Eritrea. I am absolutely going to cane this home and then just looking across and being like, not today, British Virgin Islands. (laughs) 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 Not today, Tuvalu. Yeah, but then they get out of the pool and then when when all the... uh the times go up on the screen, they find out, they're like, oh, but I won my heat. <laughs> and you find out you're 20 seconds off the pace. <laughs> yeah, way, way back. But yes, that's, um, that happens in, uh, in the running in a big way. Yeah, because the right. 100 metres is just the bastion of everything great about the Olympics. Yeah. Because you have not only the blue ribbon event on the planet, mm. but you have just a cavalcade of people who are competing. Because if there's one thing that minnows will go, oh, a wonderful invitation from the International Athletics Federation to send one person to the Olympics. It's just a rock, paper, scissors to go to the 100 metres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone can do it. <laughs> it does not matter. Anyone can do 100 metres on the track. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, uh, it's quite funny, though, because you would have thought that they would be a bit more strategic. They'd be like... Okay, maybe the 3,000 metres. Not a lot of people do that. <laughs> I, I think you've got a possible chance of Bradburying in the 100. <laughs> like Actually, well, yeah, that's true, it, yeah. It, ten, all we need is 10 seconds of your best. I've heard that before. <laughs> <I do. laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm more of 15 second. <laughs> I'm a bit slower. <laughs> but that's good, right? Yeah, that's, right? you want that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, th- I think that that is uh, 100% the way that you should go. Or you take the very, very unknown uh, field events. Like, I've, I feel... Uh, I mean, triple jump is one that I... Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's one, one of the mo- more bizarre uh, ones that I don't think... <laughs> I've never seen someone do triple jump in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. I don't even know if we know the rules. No, totally. And then there's like... Uh, it's just throwing stuff, is it? You got the hammer throw, you got the shot put, you got the javelin, and the other thing as well with all those things, it's like no one, 
really does give a shit. And and obviously, with all the advertising that we're seeing on Australian TV right now, people are really trying to be as inclusive as humanly possible. And I think it's the Australian Beef Federation or something whose ad. It's an ad where there's this Australian Olympian and she's in like the javelin, and I'm like, how niche. <laughs> and it's just like. And, and and there's like this sort of announcer in the background saying that she's going for a record, so maybe she's good. But it's just like, who the fuck would know, right? Like, I'm sure she's going to be coming up against some randos from like island nations who are like, yeah, I could throw a spear. <laughs> Speaking of that, don't you think that the entirety of the field events would be improved as we were talking about with the shorter form uh, versions of Olympic sports? Mm. Wouldn't it be improved if it was a combination of sports or there was an end game for example you have the javelin is actually about throwing a spear through a wild boar (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) you have the the discus becomes actually not just the discus but you have at the other end of the field uh, a man with a shotgun who is trying to hit the clay disc (laughs) out of the air just condense it together (laughs) that's it kill two birds with one stone oh my god that would be absolutely hilarious if if you (laughs) it's giving you actual life skills I'm am sick of I'm sick of our kids learning trigonometry at school. I want you to gore a bull with a spear. <laughs> That's it. Actually, have some real world skills, <laughs> or even just like carny skills. Like the shot put needs to go into a barrel, <laughs> and all the barrels are different <laughs> different weightings of scores. <laughs> and just like above it is just like this ceiling made of large plush toys. <laughs> Yeah, at at the end of it, someone takes home a panda. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, speaking of minnows, which is the entirety of our podcast, we're going to move on (laughs) to the one and only Minnow Watch. Yes, it is everybody's large plate reverb favourite sting, Minnow Watch. (laughs) And we had one very, very special minnow in action. Less gold than... Very tanned, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he is one of the uh, the bigger names on the minnow circuit, and that is the one and the only Peter Taffetafua. Yes, sir. He went into his one and, as we now know, only, only. bout. <laughs> well, Asterisk. likely only. Likely yep. only we'll come bout back to that. at the Tokyo 2020 plus one Olympics. Came up against the number one seed and got... Fucked. I was. It was. Uh, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. But no, it was in minnow terms. It was a win. But it was a win because he actually got on the on the scoreboard. Yeah, completely. And there's a couple of there's a couple of things here. Like the more we delve into taekwondo, the more it is the most ridiculous sport going. I still don't get it. No. So so basically, you score points for kicking someone in the chest or the head. Now. It used to be an arbitrary scoring system like boxing where a referee would just award points. Just counters, yeah. And apparently it got so corrupt <laughs> that they had to bring in basically uh, ele- electronic vests and headgear to register hits right. because the referees were on the take. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> in a massive way. So the whole thing became a version of laser tag. Yeah, I was about to say laser tag. <laughs> Which I'm amazed that 11-year-old boys are <laughs> slaying home <laughs> Taekwondo gold. But that has in turn meant that the, the entire sport has become really regimented. 
And that has brought in the mercy rule. Yes. Now, the mercy rule, as we discovered today, is similar to if you're playing under nine's footy and uh, you put 60 points on the opposition. They 10 goals. They yeah. stop the match so that uh, you can those kids can not quit. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, can yeah. live to fight another day and just think they got done 60 nil, not 400 nil <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs> AFL. And if you get 20 points up in the second or third rounds, then they just stop the match. Yeah. Now, Peter. Peter was getting done 14 zip, I think it was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like a fisted phoenix from the ashes, out comes one point and he literally raises his arms yeah. in triumph mid-match and immediately is kicked to <laughs> <in> the head. <laughs> it's the most amazingly blatant pre-end like pre celebration. Um, and from there, I mean, he doesn't win the match, but at the same time, taking three points off the number one seed yeah. is a huge effort by him. Absolutely. And I feel... Taking nothing away from Peter, I still feel like the guy was in walkover mode, the number one seed. Oh, yeah. He, he, uh, he, he started seeing uh, red hammers and sickles after the fucking premature celebration from the Tongan. I'm pretty sure he's on the Asahis last night. He knew that this was going to be an easy <laughs> go. He certainly did. But we also had a uh, little silver lining after Peter's match as we found out that if old mate from The Rock... <laughs> manages to get to the <laughs> final, then Peter will go into the second chance draw like a the raffle <laughs> at the local pub. They call it the repercharge, which is one of those like amazingly over-the-top terms that no one really knows the meaning of. <laughs> like when he said it, the commentator, who was so fucking extra, by the way, this commentator, he was just like, and he would be in the repercharge uh, should the his opponent make it to the, the gold medal round. And th- again, this fucking commentator, I'm all for pronouncing things the oh, right yeah, way. Here we go. Yep. But this guy was going so over the top. He was like, every time he'd say Peter's last name, he'd go, and it was a pretty nice strike by Dalfa Dalfua. <laughs> and and I'm just like, why the fuck is he saying it like that? I mean, there is a possibility that you and I have been butchering it. In fact, it's a high possibility. Yeah, no, t- totally. But like, he was just doing a lot. He was putting a lot of mustard on it. <laughs> and he goes, one of my other favorite, like at one point when Peter raises up his arm after scoring, he goes, well, he's, he's really he's acting as if he's won the match, which is far from it. But in the <laughs> spirit of... Baron de Coubertin when he <laughs> first instituted the Olympic I'm like dude just <laughs> fucking calm down G- goes off on a tangent yeah anyway yes and uh, neither of these fighters are doctors but uh, when I was on uh, Médecins Sans Frontières yeah. it was an important <laughs> part of my life yeah and Tafo Tafua might actually still yet see some more action in the repégeage. <laughs> fucking chill out. <laughs> so we will be really watching with bated breath to find out whether uh, this giant Rusky can make it through to the final. <laughs> he is towering over Peter. Oh, absolutely. Holy Peter shit. did well. He went three rounds with a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> an actual bear. And <laughs> you've never... You think that a bear has short legs and so will be bad at Taekwondo, but it's the pure fury. Oh, it is. You, they turn themselves into fucking helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> and they're um, hungry. 
Oh, it's the pure bloodlust of the no land. claws this round though. <laughs> That's it. So we will be uh, we'll be having a yarn with with Peter later in the game, depending on how lit he gets between now and uh, being forced onto a flight. But the fact that he isn't actually eliminated from the Olympics until the old mate the Russian gets eliminated is one of these incredible tide fortune moments <laughs> where he's just going to be sitting around in the Olympic Village not having sex on his cardboard bed, <laughs> making making an origami swan out of condoms. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just oiling up for his flight home. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> that then just seamlessly leads us into the oiliest segment going, <laughs> our news segment, Play the Sting. Apocalympics now! So as we know, in the last few editions of Apocalympics, I have really drilled down to countries losing rather than horrific stuff happening at the games. Of course. Because nothing makes me happier than the United States not going well. <laughs> it's becoming an absolute pet hate. And obviously <laughs> the huge news to come out of day three was our very own Ariane Titanimus beating the GOAT, Katie Ledecky, in the mm-hmm. 400 free. Yeah. And American fans, and I'm not saying... It's all American fans, but a large vocal majority on uh, <laughs> on t- on Twitter and online. Not are, all Americans, just most Americans. Are just fucking losing it. How about some of these tweets? What the F, Katie Ledecky, losing to someone named Ariane Titmus? <laughs> Who? Next to Simone Biles, she was supposed to be the stone-cold mortal lock gold medal machine for the U.S., Another tweet. And the whole of America goes, who the F is Ariane Titmus and how lucky did she get tonight? Luckiest woman on the face of this earth. <laughs> Next tweet. At least the Olympics now have a world-class villain we can root against. Cough, Ariane Titmus. Cough. Another tweet. Damn, WTF. America doing this bad now? We need to step it up. Win the gold. Don't ruin our reputation. Another tweet. Americans take the L all the time nowadays. <laughs> Who is Ariane Titmus? Like she's a nobody yeah. that's come from the clouds. She's the world champion in this event. She didn't come from nowhere to reach the top. This isn't Mumbo Number no. 5 by <laughs> Lou Vega. Put some fucking respect on her name. This is what happens when you live in an insular country that doesn't want to know or care about the world outside of their borders. Congratulations, you are now North Korea. Like, Katie, like, here's the thing. Katie Ledecky, she won silver. That's what we're saying. One silver. Almost every tweet and all coverage is about her losing. So Ledecky loses. Not winning silver, losing. She came second in the entire world for an event. And you get tweets like, now Ledecky loses. Team USA having worst games ever. No joke. <laughs> I mean, that is the very American Talladega Nights approach. Yeah, if you're not first, you're last. But like, and it's not her. It's not Ledecky. I'm not throwing anything at Ledecky. I'm having a go at the so-called American fans. And if you're one of those fans having a hard time understanding that a fucking world champion won a gold medal in the event that she's world champion in, I want you to cry. 
cry hard and cry long and then let me know where you live so I can get someone to pick those tears up, I'll put them in an IV bag and take a seat, find a vein and then get that shit into my bloodstream. <laughs> I want to taste it immediately. Get it together, you absolute sooks. <laughs> Honestly, like you should be proud of Katie Ledecky and of all the athletes representing your country, especially if they bring home a medal of any colour, right? Also, doesn't stop there with all these psychos on the internet. Dean Boxall, the nation's <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, Titmus's coach. He DB. was absolutely feeling it. He was going He was feeling ham. something. <laughs> absolutely. And, and the whole country was feeling his absolute <laughs> rager as he fucked the glass with <laughs> reckless abandon. Yeah, but I'll tell you who wasn't feeling it. All these shitty Americans oh, on yeah. Twitter. That's, that's red rag to a bull. Sorry, I think he's, he is an attention seeker. Look at me. Disgusting. The Australian swim coach is toxic as fuck, and I hope these athletes don't have to deal with him much longer. There's no way he's not building unsafe and potentially abusive relationships. With all we <laughs> know about athlete mental health, especially Olympic athletes, it's extra disgusting. <laughs> So just so there's we've got some, this there's clear. There's absolute reaches in there. So just so we've got this clear. A bloke trains this girl for five years. They work together to cut her swim down, swim time down by 16 seconds. He celebrates because of the culmination of all the hard work they've done together. And now he's being labelled an abuser by people who don't fucking know shit about him. Apart from a fantastic show of emotion. People... Get emotional, especially in the heat of the moment. I should know I'm fucking in one right now. <laughs> you are in the spiral. If you can't see that with your fucking Bachelor of Psychology from Facebook University, <laughs> then there's no fucking hope for you. I this, one, this one woman said that, oh, there's red flags written all over this. Red flags? You know what? You can take those fucking red flags, wrap yourself in them, and walk into a stadium with a ball. Because Katie Ledecky represents... The best of you in America, and you are lucky to have her. She's one of the greatest swimmers of all time. You on the fucking internet and on Twitter giving her shit and not acknowledging Ariane Timmers and what she's done, but also completely denigrating Katie Ledecky's silver medal, which she has won rightfully. You represent the fucking worst <laughs> about your country. Get in the fucking bin. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Whoo! That is the full force of the internet. I was wondering what that weight was that was pressing down on us. <laughs> like a sleep paralysis demon. It's holy shit. That is immense. And for anyone that was wondering what the incredible follow-up to Riggs' first cookbook, Cooking with Tears, was, it turns out it's Cooking with Americans' Tears. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to send him a bag of your tears, United States of America, then you can definitely grab him on Twitter, which is at Gus and Rig. Leave me out of it. No, I will leave you in. <laughs> I am sitting a couple of plays out, but I will watch with bated breath. <laughs> and, mate, have you got anything for us for these uh, for this Apocalyptic segment? <sighs> Fuck, it kind of feels underwhelming after that. <laughs> Just watch you deliver your I have a dream speech. <laughs> or, which is literally the diametric opposite. <laughs> is all hatred. Isn't it just? But also the exact same sector of America needed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's delivered to the same, <laughs> same core audience. 
Oh, well. Uh, yeah, look, mine is... I'm going to cut to the chase here because I literally feel like I brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> anyway, a BMX rider from the Netherlands was warming up and he ran straight into an official and broke his leg. <laughs> the athlete or the official? Uh, the official. <laughs> because for some fucking reason... Everybody who is working at Tokyo feels the need to just be hyper-involved in the games. Yeah. <laughs> like the boat driver who wanted to chop suey all of the athletes in the triathlon. <laughs> and now this bloke at the BMX who literally had no business being on the track but decided that he needed to get from one side to the other and couldn't be asked to walk around. Wow. So he walked across the path and all of a sudden, a guy landed on him. Oh. It's a BMX track. They come <laughs> over the jumps. Don't walk under the jump. Also, I don't. I don't pretend to be an expert in the Japanese medical system. That's a second lie. <laughs> but imagine being a volunteer, making zero money <laughs> at the Olympics, and you come away down. <laughs> <laughs> Stocks Imagine on your body are down. Five G's in the hole for volunteering at the Olympics. Hundred percent. And also, just looking at that, and the only other part of news that I've got is the uh, the typhoon finally hit, uh, <laughs> struck land in Japan, oh. and what that resulted in is 108 kilometer an hour winds that have absolutely wreaked <laughs> havoc across the games in every event. Bar the surfing. This is the greatest <laughs> Olympic surfing day in the history of Olympic surfing, which is three days old. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, short time period, but hey, take the wins when you can get them. <laughs> Working off a small base. Unbelievable. So they basically just brought all of the medals forward to this day and went, uh, hey guys, I know that you were going to take a day off and just, you know, see the masked sights of our great city. <laughs> but nah, you're competing. But yes, that is that is the uh, entirety of what we have for Apocalypse now because we were both busy watching Minnow Gold Rush. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we go, uh, we sent it out to the people yesterday on our on our last cast, which were it was two things: send us potentially a game of porn star genre <laughs> or martial art. <laughs> yes. Weirdly, no one came to the party. <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. I was expecting that to be flooding your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing we asked for was if you wanted to suggest any like mini sports because we were talking about just how shit three-on-three -three basketball is oh, and it how it's a fucking hobby that has made it to the Olympics... And we were given a few options from some of our listeners. Let's go. Drop them on me. So, Kyle Alexander, I'm surprised. So, he's over there in the UK. I'm surprised that we did not see this at, or mention this on the cast yesterday. Because surely instead of golf as an Olympic sport, you've got holy moly-esque mini golf <laughs> with like fucking windmills. <laughs> and like you know, putting it into an alligator's mouth and seeing it shoot out its anus towards the <laughs> hole. That's it. Water and features. <laughs> they all have to be themed in the host city. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You need, need to putt it into the toilet that is Tokyo Bay. Yeah. Have it shat out of a typhoon. <laughs> I also love this suggestion also from Kyle. How about instead of skateboarding, we do tech decks? <laughs> 
The mini skateboards that you use with your fingers. That opens up the Olympics to all of the sports that we all know should be in there. Oh, totally. You've got tech decks. You've got, got Yo-Ho <laughs> Yo Diablo. <laughs> Magic got, the Gathering. You've got Pogs. <laughs> Olympic Pog medals rig. The, the Pog medals. <laughs> and that is that would be the true test. Uh, that is that is equality because minnows would thrive in sports like that. <laughs> Wouldn't they just? There's there's just so much that you can do out of that. But I do love the concept of uh, stringing these together. So as we've discussed many times in the past, the modern pentathlon, obviously uh, the James Bond event, uh, yep. where you've uh, you've got horse riding and shooting and uh, a little bit of running and some other shit. Yep. Uh, or the decathlon, which is literally just every fucking athletics event hammed together. Yeah. We need way more multidiscipline thons <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the Amazing Race is uh, headed in the right direction, but we really do need an event that starts at the opening ceremony and finishes at the closing ceremony. Mm. And every day you've got different things, some of them small, the tech deck, <laughs> but still worth it's still worth an incredible amount of points. Some of them large, climb a mountain, I don't know. <laughs> some of them important. Uh, try and bring the E. coli levels down in Tokyo <laughs> Bay in a 14-hour period. Yeah, one of the events is like garbage cleanup. <laughs> It's, Go to your local beach, pick <laughs> pick up twenty articles of rubbish. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's day twelve, which, as we all know, in the Athon is sanitation day. <laughs> so we'll be seeing uh, all of our local contestants from all over the globe trying valiantly to get as much rubbish to the tip in a two-hour period <laughs> as they possibly can using just their bare hands. I love that. And here's the final suggestion from loyal listener Kyle Homburg. New short form sport idea, 100 meter walk. Oh, <laughs> perfect. perfect. I would love to do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Walk, walking is uh, a commonly shat on Olympic sport. Um, is it still, is it at every games, the 50K walk? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I know that there's at least one walk at uh, at all of the, uh, all of the Olympics. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it's the 20 and the 50 every single time. Um, but uh, as an Australian, the walk will always be synonymous with Jane Savile. Never forget. No, I think it'll. Always, I think the 50k walk will always be synonymous with people shitting themselves. <laughs> the seriously, the it's extremely common. Have you seen those those images where blokes have like gotten, you know. 42 kilometers in the 50k walk and then stomach rumble and they just keep powering along. You want to talk about determination oh, big time. and resilience. Oh, oh, that's why shitting I... yourself on the world stage. There was a guy who shat himself on the world stage and then I think came seventh. <laughs> I was just like, that <laughs> is huge. You've, you've got a medal. If that's the general rule, if you shit yourself, you must medal. It's a, it's pull out or medal. But yes, the um. The, all of the events at the Olympics that don't have the possibility of your body going into trauma and you shitting yourself, I think should be put in a different category. <laughs> there, there, there should be the actual pinnacle of uh, the human body being under trauma and then there is curling. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, speaking of sports that are not the body going into trauma, uh, did you see the results from the uh, from the skateboarding from the women's skateboarding? Uh, I, I I did only because the thirteen year old from Brazil, uh, Raisa Leal, that I that I brought up the other day, uh, came away with a silver medal. Yes, uh, and the gold went to a thirteen year old from Japan, and oh. the bronze went to a sixteen year old from Japan. <laughs> so get out of here, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You fucking has been. What are you doing? You washed up scrub. 16 of the Olympics. God, you are so fucking old. I bet you use TikTok. Gross. <laughs> We're over here on Weeble. <laughs> you don't even know how to download it. It's on the dark web. <laughs> But yeah, the the concept of a podium full of teenagers and not just teenagers, like basically two tweens and a fucking yeah. sixteen year old who can't drive. Yeah, no one on there can drive. They all have to skate. No wonder yeah. they're good at it. None of them they, are drivers' license. They celebrate with fucking sherbet, Dunkaroos. <laughs> All right, well, I think that is all that we have in the mailbag. I have one here from uh, Lucy from Mount Eliza in our Facebook messages, uh, but it is uh, not fit for public consumption. Oh, my God. (laughs) She sexted you on our joint thing? (laughs) No, no, not at all. It's just literally a keyboard mash that I think has been sent by accident. (laughs) Anyway. butt message. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's how our fans get in touch with us. (laughs) Just mash the keypad with their hoofs. And hit send. And if you want to get in touch with us with your wallet, make sure to head on over to gusandrig.biz where business goes to live. And I. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can become a sponsor of the show, just like Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services, that warm hug from a camera you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Spectre Drone Services, you dialed an exorcism? <laughs> Spectre Drone Services, the fresh food people. Hey, look, if you want to get in touch with us via Instagram, hit us up on at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. We're also that on Twitter, which we confirmed like 40 minutes ago off air. And if you want to send us a Facebook message via your butt, send it to our Medallica page, which is being manned by Gus every three business days. <laughs> that is generous. <laughs> I am on what will now be known as Bermuda time. <laughs> so every one hour, 55 minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> Once a year because every day is a national holiday in Bermuda now, as opposed to before they're a productive country. Yeah. Well, I've got to go and fight the incoming American trolls on our Twitter. <laughs> I've got to grab the putter. This Paris gold medal won't win itself. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.